All right. Hey, good morning, all. Welcome to the Common Good Podcast. Uh, it's uh, the 4th, I think, of December today. It sure is. 4th of December already. Happy December, Casey Franklin. Hey, happy Merry Christmas to you. Happy December. Already. We're already on to it. It's already Christmas, the, the Christmas season. Uh, hey, in Minneapolis, yep. it feels like it. 39 degrees, cloudy. Wow. Classic late November, early December uh, day. Yep. How, how's it feeling there in Colorado? Ah, it's uh, it's a little on the cool side, but at least we got the sunshine. So it's about, I think it's uh, about 28, 29 degrees. Hmm. And uh, we got a lot, well, not a lot of snow, but we got a little snow. And uh, sun's finally out again. There we go. So, well, hey, you've got awesome. your red hat on. I've got my blue hat on. Yep. Uh, you're in Colorado. Yep. I'm here in Minneapolis. Welcome to Red Hat Blue Hat Talk, friends. Uh, Casey and I have known each other a long time and agree on a lot of things, find a lot of commonality, mutuality, and friendship, and really disagree about Donald Trump. I think he's a hazard to the well-being of the planet and everyone who lives on if he's ever president of the United States again. Casey, on the other hand, is going to vote for him three times. Uh, not in the same election. I don't think you're one of those. Uh, but uh, three different times. Uh, unless, did you vote for him in 2016? I can't actually remember. Uh, yep. Okay. Sure did. Yeah. Yep. Hey. And, oh, and I'd love to <clears throat> just talk about that for just a second because we've, you know, we've touched on this before. But um, as I've as I've shared before, uh, you know, back in those days, uh, I wasn't too sure about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know much about it. I, I mean, you know, I'd seen him on The Apprentice. I'd seen him on TV here and there. I knew a little bit about, you know, some of his, you know, business stuff. But um, I didn't really know where he was coming from uh, belief-wise or, uh, uh, you know, viewpoints, positions, uh, th- those sorts of things. And so uh, I really wasn't sure. And I think a lot of people had the same sensation that I did where you got to the ballot, right? And you're looking at the ballot and you're looking at two names, right? I mean, there's obviously other names listed as well, but you're looking at two primary names, right? And I wasn't sure about Donald Trump, but I could not bring myself to pencil in the little oval for Hillary Clinton. I just couldn't do it. And, and was that partly particular because of Hillary Clinton or the fact that you've never, ever voted for a Democrat ever in your life? Was it oh, more you know, the yeah. brand loyalty or was it the... Whoa, 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 whoa. I never said that. I've voted for Democrats before. Uh, my apologies. I thought, we had, <laughs> I thought we had been through this and you had said, no, I've never, uh, I've never voted for a Democrat. No, I don't think I've ever said oh. that. I probably... Oh, had... My apologies. What I probably said was, I will never vote oh. for a Democrat. Yeah, who, who but I have, you, who, I have. Are, are you willing to my, share who you, who you vote? Like, was it a, a mayoral candidate or something, or was it a? Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah. you know, I was young and stupid back in those days. <laughs> okay, right. Probably in Minnesota, <laughs> it all made sense for you to vote for Democrats because it made Minnesota great. Uh, uh, and, uh, okay, so it was particularly Hillary, or by this point, had you become? in your mind awakened, or I guess you guys call it woke around your world. Had you become woke enough to say, I'll never vote for a, for a Democrat? Uh, or was it particularly Hillary Clinton? I'm just sort of, you know, when you say you're standing in the, in the voting booth in, in 2016, November, right. was it anti-Clinton or was it at that point anti-Democrat? Uh, I think it was more anti-Clinton at that point. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I hadn't uh, come to the conclusion at that time um, that the Democrat Party was, huh. you know, hmm. interesting. Bad. So the, the Obama years were okay for you. You thought as a president, do you think he was solid, decent uh, president, uh, middle of the road, uh, the a worst, lot of mixed worst president in the history of America? Like a lot of the red hatters say, How, what, well, where were you on current, Obama? That's our current president. Okay. <laughs> No, I had mixed feelings about Obama. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my feelings aren't as mixed now looking back. You know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. Tell um, me about that, man. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel that. My, uh, my, my vision is clear from 2017 uh, yeah. through 2021. But I, I, 
I can tell you one thing. I did not vote for Obama. And I, when he won, I was sick. I was absolutely sick because the stuff that he was talking about and promising, I, I knew it was, it was socialism in disguise and uh, it wasn't going to be good for the country. What, what, but, what, what comes to mind when you, when you remember back to those <laughs> days, what, what was he promising that was socialism and, and did he do it? And do we now live in a socialist country? Um, you know, not, nothing specifically comes to my mind right, right at the moment. Um, but it was just, it was the beginning of, of the wokeness, you know, that we're experiencing now. And, and let me tell you, Obama, Obama's third term here, he's, he's definitely taking it to another level now. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> so also, if, it wasn't, if it wasn't for that little, uh, little musical interlude of four years of, uh, you know, uh, dictatorship, it really would have been, really would have been humming, humming on all. No, 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 that, that leads me to another interesting thought. Yeah. So your guy currently wants to tell us what kind of light bulbs we can buy, what kind of stoves we can have, what kind mm -hmm. of cars we can drive, um, what kind of ceiling fans we can have. And my guy's the dictator. Yeah, because that's what the federal government does. Hey, do, no, you, no. do you remember, do you remember when we were growing up? You and I, and here in the in the area, you know, the suburbs of the city of Minneapolis, and at least for me, when I pulled into the gas station, I didn't have a choice of three or four uh, buttons on a pump. I had the choice between two pumps. You remember that? Okay. One was leaded gas. Mm -hmm. One was unleaded gas. I remember going to the paint store and them saying to me, oh, do you want leaded paint? Do you want paint with lead in it? Or do you want unleaded paint? I remember going to the uh, Menards and they said, you want some insulation for your walls? Do you want that to be asbestos filled? I got a thumbs up. Asbestos filled or non-asbestos filled? I, I remember going to the, the store and being able to buy hairspray. And they said, do you want that in aerosol cans or do you want non-aerosol? Well, now we don't have leaded gas. We don't have leaded paint. We don't have asbestos tiles and insulation. And we don't have aerosol cans because mm -hmm. those things were damaging to the environment. Do you think that the removal of those by federal demand was socialism and dictatorships? No, but I do think that there was a process that the government went through. It wasn't just one man who, in the Oval Office dictating to everybody else what he thinks is best for the country. There were lots of discussions, lots of research, lots of things going on, and Congress was involved. And uh, there was more of a consensus that came about with those things. <clears throat> right now... We've got Joe Biden mandating that people need to uh, can only buy electric cars, and it's a disaster. No, that no, Are he's you gonna... not. Though, but just by the way, no, he's not mandating that as a single person uh, as the president. That's not what's happening. You okay? Well, what's happening then? Explain well, it to me. You you can still not buy electric car. You can buy cars that are not electric cars, and California is going to change its. Uh, permitting of what cars can be sold, but it's not the federal yeah. government. So again, I mean, this is the stuff. Look, and I'm totally happy to have a conversation about anything the president of the United States does with executive orders on, on any side. And I'm not a fan of executive orders, generally speaking, but this talking point that comes out of the, uh, out of the, out of the red hatters is very consistent. And it's just not the case, which if it was, we could have another conversation, but fundamentally the argument is, and this is why I get to this because Michelle Bachman, a person from our my current state and our shared state, when she was a congressperson, when Obama was in office, was griping about light bulbs. And it wasn't because it was executive order. It's because it was going through the same process that electric cars are going through, the same process that gas stoves are going to go through, the same process for all of this, that the federal government makes determinations for health and environmental reasons based on the Environmental uh, Protection Act signed into law by a Republican, 
1971, 72, Richard Nixon, and pushed forth the power given to the federal government to control these things. Now, look, if the argument is we shouldn't have done that, the federal government shouldn't be controlling those. That's one thing. But to all of a sudden say, no, my problem isn't that the federal government is telling us not to have gas stoves or combustible engines in our automobiles. The problem is just the it's a it's a process problem. I don't like it that Biden is using executive orders preceding the the full uh, implementation of the law. If it's if what we're having is a process conversation, fair enough. Glad to have that. We can talk about executive orders and who should have them and who doesn't all that. Then we can talk about the power of the presidency. Something that, by the way, side note, Donald Trump believes in the unilateral power of the presidency to be controlled not at all by Congress. So if you want to talk no. about a dictator, no. if you want to talk about a dictatorship, no. we can talk about that, this position that's held by Bill Barr and others about called the, the unilateral executive. We can talk about that. But I think what's happening is people who don't like the federal government saying what we need, what we can do, uh, purchase and not purchase is then being conflated. Maybe I have it wrong and we can just have a conversation about the unilateral power of the president and the power of executive orders and so on. But um, I, I don't think that's what you're getting at. And if I have you wrong, I'm wanting to be wanting to be corrected. So is your problem not that the federal government will tell us to not have gas stoves or could tell us to only drive electric cars? Or is your problem the procedure by which you, you have been told that Joe Biden is doing that action? Well, first of all, I want to congratulate you that um, it, it took 10 minutes before you said the name Bill Barr. So good job on that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, I have a problem with both, both of those okay. items that you, it, I have a problem with the process and I have a problem with um, the concept of some of these extreme things because, you know, uh, unleaded gas to me doesn't sound very extreme, but making everybody buy electric cars, especially in cold climates like Minnesota, that's, it's not going to work very well for you guys up there. I hate to tell you, I can't wait till you buy an electric car and try to drive it around in the winter, in a Minnesota winter. Oh, I, thousands of people be... around here have electric cars. Hundreds of thousands of people have electric cars. They're, they do great. They do great. Wow. Well, why are the car lots full? You can't sell them. The car lots oh, that, can't sell the because oh, the, the consumer doesn't. Not want. true. You can't. Some brands people don't want to buy because their efficiency is too low or their their mileage is too low. So many electric cars that I want to buy, I can't get one because they're sold out for another year and a half or two years. Including the new Ford F one fifty, fully electric truck. So, mm -hmm. but but again, Casey, and this I think this is great. Now we can have a whole conversation about all this, but I just want to say. In the 1970s, the move away from leaded cars or leaded gasoline was massively resisted by a whole lot of people. And it wasn't seen as something easy. It was seen as now we have to buy a new car because there will not be leaded gas available for these cars. Or I'm going to have to pay money to have my car converted from leaded to unleaded. And the same thing with aerosol cans and the same thing with asbestos and the same thing with lead paint. Like, uh, th this is what every time there's a development that seems like it was in the past and worked out pretty good and the federal government did something good about it, then red hatters tend to say things like, well, that's not like it is now. I mean, I'm really upset about light bulbs. <laughs> you know, I really want the incandescent light bulb back. Um, uh, but I didn't ever really want, yep. you know, aer aerosol cans to be spraying anything my aerosol was going to. I don't know why I was buying hairspray back in the 1980s, but, you know. You don't need hairspray now, Doug. So good. I sure don't. I sure don't. I'm I'm a I'm a pure gel guy, uh, if if anything at all. Um, but Just but this is look and and uh, again, be glad to have a conversation. What I don't hear though, honestly, is red hatters at all saying executive orders by presidents are a real problem. We should get rid of them. They used to say it until Donald Trump started using executive order after executive order, and then they shifted. Now they're all in favor of it, unless it's something they don't want. But so what's left the conversation for most, for the most part, it used to be that 
Republicans were very bothered by executive orders, and Bush did a lot of them, and they were really supportive or, or really against them. And then Obama used a bunch, and oh, the Republicans and the red hat, the soon to be red hatters went crazy. And then Trump started using them, and like everything else, then people fell in line and said, "Oh no, executive orders are just fine. We'll just argue about well, what they're using executive that. orders around." No, I could say the same thing about red, uh, blue hatters. You guys were against uh, executive orders when Trump did it, and now Biden's done more, I think, than Trump. He's he's done the most of almost any president in our modern time, and most of you guys are fine with it. Well, so I, it works both ways. I, I, no, yeah, I t totally look, and and I'm somebody who's in the. I don't think executive orders are the way things should be done. Funny enough, so was Obama. And so is Biden. They put out these statements all the time, like I'm signing executive order and it's because Congress is broken. That's why, like they're, they're apologetic and bad. So <clears throat> we can talk about that. If that's what it is, if that's a red hat, blue hat disagreement, fantastic. I think you'd actually find a whole lot more agreement around that from people that wear both color hats or even the rainbow <clears throat> hat colored people, you know, people that move around. <clears throat> but I don't think that's the, I, uh, uh, anyway, I, I think when you, you like, brought it up around those environmental issues, it's because there's still a movement of people in Republicanism, especially the Red Hatters, who really do have a problem with environmental law. Yeah, well, I think I think that, that you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing that just drives me crazy is this whole electric car thing um, is actually worse for the environment way worse for the environment really i mean the batteries you're the, thinking? the, the, the batteries, batteries what it what it takes to mine these these minerals to make the batteries using child labor in africa yeah totally. Uh, yeah. the thing the thing about um we're just basically helping china which goes back to you know biden's compromising with uh compromised with china because China's going to be making all the batteries, and Biden knows it. So it's it's really a ploy to huh. to help his buddy, his communist buddies in China. But the second thing is, the electrical grid is powered by coal. Uh -huh. So if we're all going to be plugging in our electric cars, we're going to be burning more coal and polluting the environment more than we are driving regular combustible engine cars. So the whole thing is just a total ruse, and uh, it makes no sense. Well, here's here's why I think it from my vantage point, it does make sense, because, as you know, inside of the massive legislation that Biden passed with the support of Congress last year. The new Green Deal material is to invest significantly in batteries being made in the United States. So the requirements that go along with the increase in mileage, which is going to, is what's going to get people to electric cars, increase in mileage demands by the EPA. That is tied to availability and production of those batteries in the United States. So feel free. It's not about China. In fact, it's trying to take that industry from China. That's, that's what's going on. And secondly, it's also tied to the increase, the expansion of the power grid away from coal and into renewable resources. So the legislation that you're referring to, that's not coming by executive order, that's gonna be about mileage, is tagged to or connected to and will be only implemented when production of batteries are in the United States and when the power grid is, not, is, is pulling from natural sources. So if those are the two concerns, we can agree that this is a good thing. Right, because that's what they thought about. That's what's in the po that that's what's in the policies that people are um, are squawking about. So, so they they did think about that because you're you're right that if all we're going to do is like use bad mining practices for the resources, bad trade practices for protection of workers like child labor, and using more coal, that that doesn't accomplish anything. The people who put the legislation right. together know that. That's why they tag these things together. So now, are you referring? In, so, so we're in good shape. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it all sounds very. You, you sound a lot like uh, Slick Gavin Newsom when you talk. Um, <clears throat> is this is this uh, legislation you're referring to? Is that the Inflation Reduction Act or? 
No, I, no, I, that's that's its own thing, which is working great, by the way. Have you seen what Trump did uh, when he sent when he sent inflation up to seven percent when he left office, and then Biden's now got it no, down to less than three point two? Fantastic, no, fantastic. Twenty twenty one inflation went through the roof because of Trump Trump decisions, especially around oh, the pandemic, gosh. especially around oh, the pandemic. Gosh. Yeah, wow. I mean, I mean, the the, the um, legacy the legacy was horrible, and Biden's fixed it. It's okay. We're, 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 we're back on track. We're back yeah, on track. Just... In fact, I was just, I was nerding out today, Casey, just looking at, at bar graphs about this stuff, you know, and oh, like, uh, yeah, oh. seven, up to 7% in 2021. I guess that came yeah. from, I guess that came from Trump because he was president, uh, you know, at the start of 2021. So I'm guessing you would say that the president causes inflation. So it must've come from Trump. Um, and then, and then Biden <laughs> drove it down and just been fixing, fi fixing things ever since. Yeah. Is that not how it works? Wait. Is, so what you're saying is the president causes inflation and then the president reduces inflation. So the president does have a lot of power then, I guess. No, what I'm doing is I'm I'm tongue in cheeking. <laughs> I'm tongue in cheeking that you can't blame Biden for high inflation and not blame Trump for high inflation, which is what I think no. your point was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think it, I think it has to do with a lot of a, a lot of other things. And and look, there was a lot of spending in 2020 and a lot of spending in 2021, a lot of yeah. spending in 2022. And as you know, the federal government spends as much money as it wants, has nothing to do with taxes because the federal government produces the currency. It doesn't spend tax dollars, federal government. Yeah. So it can spend Venezuela. any amount of any amount of money it wants. Yeah. That's you print as, print as much money you want. Yeah. That, and then that's eventually how, that's how the currency uh, works. No, eventually your economy will collapse if you print too much money. Yeah, because of inflation, right? Right. We've so, seen that in the Roman Empire. We've seen that in Venezuela. I mean, we're not immune to that. Yeah, no, I don't care not, what you say. Well, monetary theory, <clears throat> it's not going to work. Well, but anyways, hey, let's talk working. about the uh, blue state thing because uh, I I think that we should be suing uh, Fox News for stealing our idea. Why, why is that? What are they doing? Fox News is ripping off our what? red hat, blue hat conversation. Yeah, off our red hat, blue hat thing, man. With the debate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they what really did. I, well, I think, that's you, per, I mean, hey, look, per way ahead of, seemingly easy say. to sue. I mean, we can sue them, <laughs> sue them just like they were sued for the lies that they were spreading about the election. Cost them, what, well, yeah. I can't remember how much well, was that? A yep. billion dollars or something like that? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, baby. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah. Do, do you want to, uh, so good, good transition. Do you want to cut to the debate clips that, uh, that you sent, or do you want to cut to the Fox news person saying, Hey, by the way, around here at Fox news, we now remind people the election was not stolen and it was not rigged. Uh, which, which, which right. one should we, which one should we go with first? Uh, why don't you go with yours first? Okay. All right. So, uh, this, this clip happened on Saturday. Trump was speaking at a campaign event in Iowa. Interesting where, where he also said he doesn't care about Iowa and and um, and and that Iowa has a rigged as a rigged system. But anyway, he's campaigning hard there and was speaking there. And they the Fox News coverage, which is covering part of the campaign, then cut in. And that's the clip I'm going to show. And the, the person uh, Fox News has to uh, chooses to and has to say the disclaimer because of such uh, the, the very you know thing we we're just talking about with the lawsuit. All right. So here it is. Bigger, better, and it works. Mine won't. And then, no. Well, the former president finally got around to some campaign promises amid lots of cheering, as you heard. Many untruths. The 2020 election was not rigged. It was not stolen. So there she says, many untruths from Donald Trump. Yeah. This is a Fox yeah. News person. And I was wondering, when, when the Red Hatters see people at Fox News saying Donald Trump is saying untruths. The election was not rigged. The election was not stolen. How does that land in Red Hat world? Well, first of all, uh, I want to commend you for watching Fox News. I'm I'm uh, glad to see you doing that. Keep up. <laughs> now, my question for you, though, first is, were you actually watching Fox News or did you find that clip on one of your liberal news sources somewhere. Yeah, no, no. I found it on the Huffington Post news coverage about it. Oh, makes sense. Okay. All right. Um, well, I take it back then. 
Uh, <laughs> but but I do watch Fox News, but not I wasn't I didn't I didn't watch that clip. Oh, okay. All right, cool. All right. Because Gavin Newsom says he watches Fox News every night, so I I, I do I do believe he does. I, th- I think I think there's, I know a lot of, I know a lot of super politicos who who do that. Um, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you guys got to know what the truth is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Just, so, just just groping in the darkness, trying to find the truth, and the yeah. light happens to be yeah. in the red light district. Uh, <laughs> how does that? Uh, how, that's pretty good. One. How, how does that strike yeah. you though in the red hat world when they hear Fox News yeah. people? Because obviously Donald Trump heard about this and um, you know posted yeah. something on his on his seventy million dollar in debt social media network. Yeah. So you know when I when I hear stuff like that, I I say to myself, everybody's entitled to their opinion. I mean, Hillary Clinton still claims this election was stolen from her, and no one seems to bother with that. Um, nobody cares that she said that and continues to say that. She does. So she didn't. Uh, it, it's nice to know that. Um, <clears throat> that somebody on Fox News can express, you know, an opinion that isn't in line with the party line of Fox News, right? So there you go. It proves right there that, you know, um, Fox News isn't necessarily just all conservative talk all the time. People have their freedom to, to speak. And they used to have a fairly liberal guy on there, that Shepard guy. Um, Shepard Smith. Who, I don't know what yeah. happened. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's fine. It's People can say whatever they they want to say. That's what makes this country great. Is we have free speech. I mean, we used to have free speech in this country. So you just think <clears> she's <throat> wrong. You you think the election was stolen and was rigged? I I think that there were anomalies and uh, things that happened that have not been explained that um, could have impacted the outcome of the election. Yes. You mean like Biden also won Mississippi, that kind of thing? No. Oh, only only the anom- only, the anomalies only went one way. Fair enough. Well, here's the thing about the Fox, that Fox News comment. That was not a person expressing a personal opinion as an opinion columnist. First of all, she's the news reporter. And secondly, Fox News, because they were sued by Dominion voting systems, right. has to say. They have to say that. Under. Right. The fact that they yep. were found guilty of defamation. I, so it's not, oh, free speech, people could say what they want. It is, it's been provenly untrue that the election was rigged and that it was stolen. And Fox News not, was sued for spreading those lies and knowing, in the, wait, in the court wait, wait. case, knowing they were, uh, they, they were lying. That's why it was no. defamation. That court case that cost them, I think it was a billion dollars, but numbers are, are iffy for me on that one. Something like a billion dollars mm-hmm. that they had to pay and caused Tucker Carlson and others to be fired is because they had documentation of inside communication inside Fox News of the new Fox News people saying, we know this is not true, but we're going to say it anyway that the election was rigged. So this is not people have their opinion. Reasonable people can disagree. Every court case, including defamation court cases against Fox News, have looked into all of this and it's been determined not fraudulent. No. So what you're saying is we don't have free speech. So you're agreeing with me that free speech is under attack because if you claim something uh, that a court decides isn't true, then you're still not allowed to speak about it. No, defamation is defamation laws exist in the United States, and that doesn't Different. take away that doesn't take free speech. The reason there no. was a court. No, let me explain. If you say, if you say, I believe that the Dominion voter machines, voting machines, were fraudulent or inaccurate or produced wrong results or inaccurate results or whatever um when supposedly it's been proven that they didn't then okay i could see where that's an issue but if you just say i believe the election was rigged or fraudulent or whatever you're not specifically explaining why or how you believe that and you're not even necessarily talking about voting machines. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but because Fox of the court case, but, 
But Fox News no, doesn't the- have the freedom to say the election right. was rigged. But- Nor does Newsmax, who was also sued for this, and then comes on regularly when a guest or Donald Trump says that, and they say, to be clear, that is not true. Both those news outlets say repeatedly, it is not true. Right, because th- they lost the court case, and that's a, that's a condition of the court. Because it's not true. And as a news outlet, that fact that they know that it's not true, they can't say it. No, I disagree. That's what def- that's what defamation is like. The, like, like defamation no. is not an opinion. No. Defamation is if you if, is if you say something bad about someone else, that's not true. But they're not yeah. talking about Dominion. They're not even mentioning the voting machines. Donald Trump clearly sure? mentioned, I mean, in that in that very speech, because he does it in all of his speeches, does talk specifically about that very same thing. Look, Fox News but is not, they're not accidentally not saying there was no, there, there was no uh, rigged election. They're doing it because everyone except this small little sliver of Trump supporters knows by every court case, both the, the, the civil ones, like the, the defamation case, and the ones that were brought before uh, the, the courts in 2021, and the trials and, and the investigations that have gone on since then, there was no fraud. And yet, it continues. And I was just wondering if the fact that the people who have something on the line won't say what people who don't have anything on the line continue to say if that has any impact. I would hope that over time, people might say, maybe I shouldn't believe Donald Trump. Maybe I should believe all the court cases, the lawyers now who are even in the Georgia case and in the U.S. case, uh, federal case, are saying, we know that it was not fraudulent. Maybe you would just believe those people instead of Donald Trump, but Again, if Trump says it, that settles it, and he is the true voice of all truth, seemingly, no, at least on this it, topic, and probably all no, of them, but I don't know. No, it's, yeah, yeah, well, you kind of mischaracterize that a little bit, but that's okay. No, there's still okay. there's still things that are coming out about elections and fraud. I mean, um, the case up in, uh, where is it, New Hampshire or Connecticut, with the, the gal that <clears throat> was stuffing ballots, stuffing ballots drop boxes and she got caught and they're not, they're not doing anything about it. No, I mean, there's, charged. there's all being charged. things that are out yeah. all yeah. the time where there's questions about election integrity. That's all. And yeah, but, but Casey, we'll have- here's the thing. Your, your argument about, about election integrity only goes one way. Like you don't believe that the election was not fair in 2016. So, you, uh, look, if you want to talk about fit. election integrity, great conversation. We should talk about it. Yeah. How do people get right. access to the ballot? Who doesn't? That's not what you're saying. You're saying there was one election where there's some abnormalities that are probably enough to change it. And only in one direction. It doesn't mean that Biden won other states. It means that Trump is probably the duly yeah. elected president. Because, so so you're not the, talking about election integrity, man. That's that's the, that's the point. Is It's yeah, not no, about Democrat. election integrity. I mean, why do you think we're letting in millions of people into our country in the they southern border? They don't vote. They don't vote, Casey. They will. They, don't they vote. will be. Voting. They will be voting. Where is okay. it in uh, Michigan where you can get a driver's license and get registered to vote? You don't even have to be a U.S. citizen. No, you don't. I mean, you this is already to, to to be a okay to be able to vote in the United States. You either you have to either have citizenship or you have to have some uh, a declaration equal to citizenship to allow you to vote. There are many people living in the United States who can't vote and can't vote in certain certain elections. In fact, a lot of Trump's lawyers aren't going to be able to vote in, in the next election. Donald Trump might not be able to vote in the next elections, but there's people who don't get to. And the idea that immigration is really a pathway to get Democrats to vote, uh, for them to vote for Democrats. Okay, and first off, if that's the case, and that's why you think we shouldn't let immigrants in because we're going to lose an election then my friend that is that is brutal hey no more refugees because we might lose an election really why don't you try to win their votes instead of keeping them out if you think that's what's going on (laughs) 
But as it turns out, that isn't what's going on. So, all right, do you want, do you, do you want to move to your clips or do you got, you got more on that? Uh-oh, we got a little Jay Giles freeze frame there. Are you back? By the way, Casey had to be on his phone. His router went down today. Um, are you back? You got a you got a very Max Hedrome kind of uh, kind of look about that. A great point here from Jim uh, says, um, "Hey, uh, why don't people who live in border towns uh, and are not concerned with undocumented workers?" It's a great point. We spent a, a pretty significant amount of time. Uh, on the border, and we'll be continuing to do that in 2024. So if any of you want to keep up with the work that we do and, and follow us down to the border or come with us down to the border, we'd love to have you come. Uh, it's a totally different story when you get down there. People are like, we want people to come from Mexico and even from Venezuela and even from uh, Haiti uh, and uh, the other places uh, where refugee status is being currently granted, um, and then from Central America as well. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, that's a, that's a very real thing. I don't know if we're going to get Casey back. I sure hope um, there was a little bit of, uh, of internet issue, so he was operating off of his phone on this one. Oh, I think I'm getting a text from him right now. It just says lost connection. Um, and he's and he's going to log back in. Uh, so let's see how that works. Uh, hopefully he'll pop back in here in a second. And uh, um, we can continue this. Uh, oh, you can all hear that. That's the sound of angels getting its wings and of Casey coming back into the, into the fray. Uh, that's old man, Jim. I see that comment. I'm smirking about that. By the way, sometimes people make comments, uh, on Facebook. Sometimes they're on YouTube. Sometimes they're on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. Sometimes they're on Twitch. Uh, so comments come from different places. So if you don't always see those in whatever stream you're watching, or if you're on Facebook, it could be in a different page than one of the pages you're on because we, uh, we put this out on, on a variety of channels at the same time. Uh, so sometimes you won't see the comments uh, in your space, and I try to put them up on the screen when I can. Uh, but sometimes they're more, I don't know, make me giggle than they are uh, uh, probably best for everybody. So I, it doesn't it doesn't look good for Casey here. I don't know what's I don't know what's happening. Um, I mean, how how long can a guy just keep? Well. How long can I keep chattering, saying nothing of any importance at all? Nonstop. Uh, by the way, back in uh, 2021, 2022, we did a 12-hour Common Goodathon where we had uh, guests on uh, two or three every hour for 12 hours, and uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so yeah, no, no, we we can. And I am so sorry if that is being loud in all of your ears. I don't know. Maybe you're not hearing that, <laughs> that ringing uh, when he pops back in. Uh, I hope I'm hoping not, but it sounds like it's echoing in this entire room and I'm not sure. Um, uh, all right. Uh, I think this is not, this is not going well. Hey, there we go. Ah, see, right at the there last, I, I had just said, oh, I think this that. is not going well and was about to say, maybe we, we call it and reconvene and you popped on. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to threaten yeah. the universe to get what you want out of it. Like the, exactly. exactly. Uh, the persistent widow. All right. I was just keeping the babble going, uh, while we're waiting for you to come back. Do, do you want to go with your clips or did you have something yeah. more to say about that other stuff? Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. And, uh, you can show the Letitia James if you want. Okay. So, so this is a, a mashup piece that uh, Casey found and put together, or somebody put together, and he found it. The audio is a little quiet at some points. There's, yeah. there's subtitles. So um, in a moment, I'm going to play this. And while this is playing, if you're having trouble hearing, you turn up your, your speaker maybe to help you, but then turn it back down because after that, things are going to get loud again. I'll, I'll give a little break for all that, but here we go. We agree to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. I believe that the president of these United States can be indicted for criminal offenses. That man in the White House <laughs> who can't go a day uh, without threatening our fundamental rights. Yes, we need to focus on Donald Trump and his abuses. We need to follow his money. We need to find out where he's laundered money. We need to find out where he's engaged in conspiracy. It's important that everyone understand that the days of Donald Trump are coming to an end. I look forward to 
Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna pop back. All right, uh, I hope people could hear that well enough, or maybe you could read the uh, read the, the subtitles if you could. Yeah. All right. What were your thoughts? Awesome. So my thoughts are uh, Letitia James violated her oath when she became an attorney by campaigning to go after one man, one family, one business, Donald J. Trump. And if she was in any, almost any other state than New York, uh, the state bar would disbar her because it is unbelievably not only unethical <clears throat> for her to do this, but it's a direct violation of the vows that she took when she became a lawyer because there's uh, codes of conduct that lawyers are supposed to maintain when they become lawyers. And uh, I assume, I don't know for sure, I assume that they put their hand on a Bible or they, they raise their right hand and they, and they swear. <clears throat> and they agree to the code of conduct, which is, you know, not to campaign to become an attorney general based on going after a person when you don't even you don't even know the crime. You don't even know what the crimes are. You just are sure there must be crimes. So you find the person and you go after the crime, which is what uh, Stalin's uh, guys did. So I, I think it's uh, horrible. I think it's obnoxious. And I think it's unbelievably unethical and a violation of her oath as an attorney. People who run for the attorney general office are regularly talking about the cases that are in the public specter or are currently being looked at by attorneys general when they're running. That is not at all unusual, is not at all a violation. The state of New York was investigating Donald Trump at the time Letitia James was running. She wasn't saying, I'm going to go looking for crimes. The crimes were already being investigated. That's why she ran, because she said, I'm familiar with these cases, and I think there's merit. So if you want to elect someone who believes that there's merit on cases that are in the public record, then you should vote for me. That's precisely what people do when they run for office for the attorney general. I'm not sure where you get this idea that when people run for the office of attorney general, they don't talk about cases that are currently in public spaces or will be before them. That's exactly what they do. I'd like to see some other. I'm really sorry, Casey, your, your, your audio is your breaking up. So if you hear me, then maybe, maybe restate this one because your audio is breaking up. Uh, can you hear me? It's choppy, choppy seas. Um, but maybe it'll uh, maybe okay. come back in. Yeah, go ahead. I, yeah. So, so anyway, I, I, I think I, there might be something. It's not working, my friend. Yeah, we're we're. We're losing you like crazy, uh, unfortunately. Hello? Okay, maybe you're back now, but we're losing you there, and it's un unintelligible. Um, I think you were saying to name some other attorneys general who run on things like this, that kind of deal. Um, yeah, uh, the Minnesota attorney general I'm quite familiar with clearly ran on cases that they were going to prosecute or not prosecute. Happens, I'm sure in Colorado, it's the case too. Mm. It's, 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 it's not unusual. And again, these are state crimes that were being highly investigated in New York about Donald Trump. That's what she's speaking about. For her not to talk about those issues. Now, she had a particular view. She, she believed that the evidence showed what, as we all now see, the evidence shows. She knew what the evidence was and made a mm. determination. Now, a 
trial will determine whether her interpretation of those crimes is correct or not. That's the process. It's intriguing to me that, and I'm glad to hear Red Hatter's being concerned about the process, of course. That's that's important, but this doesn't feel like it's a, <laughs> that this is one. Maybe a candidate running for office saying you should lock up my political opponent would be a problem. But but it's not like a candidate for president is going to have a, a public statement that says, when I'm president, my opponent will be in jail. Or in a debate, will look at the person they're running against and say, when I'm president, you're going to be in jail. No, it's not like that's going to happen. Hang on, I'm going to pull my tongue out of my cheek because that's exactly what happened. So <clears throat> that's, I think, out of bounds, my political opponent, as opposed to someone who's saying, look, my job is to sue people for the state of uh, New York. That's what an attorney's general does. Mm, Casey, I'm really sorry we're missing this. Um, but Jim makes a good point. He thinks you better look into whether the Biden crime family is messing with the Internet at your house. I think maybe uh, you can't hear me again. Can you hear me or no? No, right now I can. Am I right frozen? Now. But I think this should be our last try at this, and we should uh, come back when the, when the, when the router is routing. Uh, oh, boy. Here we go. Okay. So we're going to call it at that, friends. Uh, thanks for being a part of Red Hat, Blue Hat Talk. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, uh, I know there's lots of comments, Kimberly, I know you just got here or I'm guessing you did, um, yes, got here. And, uh, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna leave it at, at that. Um, um, uh, how long will we need to debate people who are, are adamant about denying, f uh, this is a question from Mike. How long will we keep debating? I'm just going to tell Casey, cause I think he actually fell away before he even had a chance to tell him that we're going to. We're going to call it. Um, well, Mike, I think the question is uh, forever and always. We're going to have to keep talking about all this stuff because there's there's no doubt that uh, Casey feels that I don't uh, take in the, the content and facts the way they need to be taken in. Uh, I want to share with him new facts. I think he's not taking into consideration. That's never going away. That's never going away in America. That's never going away in our relationships. We're always going to be presenting each other with new ideas and new topics. Hey, am so, I back? Seems like it. I don't know how you did that. Hey, yeah. Did? Hey, so let me just comment on your last comment there real quick. Yep. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about with, with people campaigning like, like they supposedly do all the time. But I think one difference might be, you know, it's one thing to say, I think there's merit to a case or I think we should look into something or, you know, we're going to, you know, check something out if, if I become attorney general. But I think it's totally something else to say, I believe so-and-so is guilty and has committed these crimes and we are going to sue him and go after him if you vote for me and put me in, in this position. And I, I don't, I, I haven't heard of anybody doing that before. So if, if somebody has, if an attorney general has campaigned like that before, please send me the clip. Because what about a president campaigning? Like I that? think it's a, a violation of that to do that. What about a president campaigning? That's like different. That? He's okay. he's uh, he's not, he's not a lawyer. He's not a lawyer. he's not violating his his oath that he took when he became a lawyer. But isn't he in charge of the Justice Department? So that doesn't bother you. You're you're it's a process problem again. You're it's only a not lawyer yet. you'd have the problem not with. Well. Not well. <laughs> I, I think that pre, pre, campaigning, president's campaign, I mean, someone campaigning for president can say whatever he wants and okay, people vote based on what they say. But, but, an attorney, but attorney general and, shouldn't. You're, you're just saying it's a different set of rules for an attorney general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Someone that's taken the oath to become an attorney yeah. and then violates their oath to get elected to go after one person. They, and they, that's their sole campaign is to well, go after not, one person, sole, one company. her sole campaign. That was a mashup of certain clips pulled from certain places into a single statement. Letitia James ran on well, many she, other issues she made, as well. Yeah. She made a dominant feature of her campaign. 
and in so doing yeah. violated her oath that she took okay. to she didn't. I mean, you say she did, but there's a process by which that could happen, and and she hasn't been found to have violated. I'll show her. you. I'll show you the oaths that attorneys take, yeah. and I I'll show you exactly what she violated. I'll send it to you via okay. text. And then again, so the bar in New York I, is also is also in on it. That's 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 the point. Is the bar system is also against yeah. Donald Trump? and is protecting yeah, her behind. because they all want to Obviously. go after Donald Trump. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Because it's New York. Okay. Again, this idea that some it's states and in states, then you've got the bar in the whole state. I mean, the bar of New York is not trustworthy. The, the, the law bar, not trustworthy because it's in New York. This kind this of is thing, we hear it, keep hearing it all the time from Trump red hatters. That oh, if it happens in that state, then all of those people, the 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 bar of New York, the the, no, the legal apparatus, is also so against Donald Trump, they will allow someone to violate their oath because they want to get Donald Trump. Like that's what you're saying, and it's just like, I mean, not to not to pull a Joe Biden, and I won't pull a malarkey on you, but come on, man, really? Again, another again, it's not Donald Trump, it's. Everybody else, including the law, the, the board, uh, uh, the law board in New York. Test. It's it's truly, buddy. It, it just makes me like. I mean. I, and, and this idea that red states and blue states, red are true and blue are bad and red have have clean cities where bad stuff doesn't happen. And blue states yeah. have. Well, it's, streets. Just so, it's like it's so just, ironic that it's come on. No. Can you hear me or no? Yeah. In and out. Am I breaking up? Got you now. Okay. We're going to call it. All right. Uh, we will pick this up again if we can do a little quickie because we do have a couple other videos, but the audio is just not, uh, just not cutting it. So uh, thank you all. Thanks for being a part of this. Uh, Squirrely Prepper. Come on, man. See you. Yeah, that's <laughs> Jim Eaton. Did I you lose me? It. Mike, yeah, we lost you so often. Ah. We, can't, we can't keep going. Alex, uh, Kimberly, Danny, uh, all the people, old man, Jim H, all the people in the, uh, in the chat. Thanks so much for being a part of all of this. Paul, Peter, see you on there. And if anybody wants to uh, share this with friends and family and all the rest, uh, I hope that you do. Uh, thanks for being a part of, of all this goodness. Stick with us all week. We got a whole, uh, whole week worth of goodness coming. Uh, it could be nine o'clock central time. Could be 10 o'clock central time. Could be eight o'clock central time. Could be 11 o'clock central time. Uh, uh, we don't, uh, we, we can't be consistent day to day because of guests and partners and, uh, we don't have enough bandwidth to tell everybody every day what time we're going to be on. Casey, love you, buddy. Uh, all the best. Um, I was going to sing time for me to fly, uh, cause that's a song that I'm working on. Uh, and there's a great, uh, great little line in there. I've had enough of the falseness of worn out relations, enough of the jealousy and the intoleration. So that was going to be my little thing. All right. Uh, all the best, uh, get out there and enjoy that beautiful sun. And uh, all y'all, we will see you uh, tomorrow.